Tom Maluli is an investment advisor representative with Maluli Asset Management. All opinions expressed by Tom and his podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Maluli Asset Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Clients of Maluli Asset Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 205. Uh, a little different this week, we have three of us here in the room. Uh, this is Tim Maluli, and I have uh, Tom and Brendan here uh, with us today. So, Hello. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, we started in the last episode, 204, if you missed it, uh, you can go check it out on the website. But we started, the last question was about Bitcoin. And it's pretty much the only thing people have been talking about for the last couple weeks. Uh, I'm sure if you followed any of the news headlines, you've seen the price skyrocketing. Um, so we figured today would be a good good time to uh, discuss our thoughts on Bitcoin, especially since we've been getting calls from clients asking if they can own them, own Bitcoin in their retirement accounts and other accounts as well. So we just wanted to give our thoughts on Bitcoin and uh, what's going on with that. So we've had uh, a conversation about Bitcoin almost every day for the past few months uh, in in our daily meetings. And now we're starting to get these calls, as Tim mentioned. And so uh, we don't want to be condescending, but we also thought that we would walk through some of the talking points that an individual investor ought to know before they consider uh, whether Bitcoin is right for them. And uh, there's a lot to talk about, so we appreciate your patience as we kind of roll through this uh, topic on Bitcoin, which at the moment is trading at $15,600 a coin. Uh, I believe last night it traded at $19,000. So this is going to be, as Tim mentioned, a little more of a freewheeling kind of conversation. The three of us have talking points. Casey's not with us today, but we've all had different talking points based on conversations we've had with clients, based on things that we have observed, and we just want to share a few of these uh, with you. I, I think the first thing that um, folks need to know, we we appreciate you calling us and asking us our opinion on Bitcoin as financial planners for our clients. We, that is the role that we should be filling. One of the things though that most people don't yet understand is that you cannot buy Bitcoin through a brokerage account. You, you have to open an account at Coinbase and I believe Coinbase is now crashing the app store uh, because it's it's being downloaded more than anything else, more than Words with Friends or Scrabble or um, what was the other one, Pokemon Go or something okay. like that. <laughs> That's right. I think I actually think that that is kind of a helpful way to like mentally segment where where Bitcoin falls on the spectrum of things because it it isn't while it's related to money. So we're happy to get these questions. It isn't a part 
nor do I see it being a part of any kind of investment allocation that an advisor is going to do for their clients. Like this is a vehicle for pure speculation. And, and while uh, to the layperson that may seem like something that belongs with stocks, like that couldn't be more opposite of, of an investment portfolio that's helping somebody to like reach goals in, in the future or that kind of thing. Right. One of the things that I had written down was that Bitcoin right now is a it's a trade. And what we do here at Maluli Asset Management is not trading for people. We're more focused on long-term investing and building allocations in their portfolios that are geared towards saving this money, building it, growing it for retirement, uh, part of a greater financial plan. And right now, Bitcoin is a speculation trade, uh, and we're not traders here. So it, it really doesn't fit in well with, with what we do. And at the moment, uh, we're recording this on December 8th. Uh, at the moment, there really is, uh, there, there is one way that I'll get to in a moment, but there really is no easy way to own Bitcoin through a brokerage account. And so I think that kind of stops a lot of people, a lot of calls that we get, right? I mean, it stops a lot of people right at the gate that we can't own this through your brokerage account. You actually have to open an account at a site like Coinbase and put money in an account and then buy it. So you really are on your own when it comes to this. There is one way that you can uh, get a piece of the action with Bitcoin through a brokerage account, and it's it's by owning an open-end fund uh, from Grayscale. Uh, the symbol is GBTC, but we would really uh, caution people to purchasing that for a couple of different reasons. Uh, yeah, so each share of this trust gets you a uh, fractional amount. I think it's like 0 0.09 yeah. Bitcoin per right. share of this trust. And, and this trust, if you actually do the math uh, when it's trading, it, the average is usually a 42% price premium to the actual exposure to Bitcoin that you're getting. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of owning it, I think that if it's something that somebody wants to speculate in, that's not really the vehicle that I would, I would choose for it. Nor do I think anybody's IRA or brokerage account needs to have an allocation to this. That, that's just... It's mind-boggling to me. There's a few other things uh, just from a, a more hands-on perspective. It's an illiquid trading vehicle. It trades about 80,000 shares a day. Not a lot of volume in this. So if someone with a large position shows up and wants to sell their shares of this, it's going to go down like it did the other day. It went down uh, about $500 uh, in price in a matter of minutes. This is going to be all over the place. Uh, it, this massive premium that Brendan just mentioned, there have been times where the premium to the net asset value has been over 100%. So we, you know, I know there's a disclaimer before we start these podcasts, but, you know, let's throw a blanket over all of this. Like Tim mentioned, this is total speculation and really not suitable for most of our clients. I, I think the other thing that a lot of folks, you know, they, they, they kind of compare this with gold and they compare it, of course, with speculation, but there is no intrinsic value when it comes to Bitcoin. It has the same fundamentals as it did when it was a dollar. Uh, so there, there, 
There's no cash flow from this. There's no earnings from this. There's no fundamental value there's to no, Bitcoin. There's, there's no way to manage a position in Bitcoin. So even if even if we did think that we should own this for clients, there's there's no way to manage this. Yeah. It's a lottery ticket. And if somebody wants to speculate in it on their own time, that's great. I'm, I'm happy to discuss with somebody how much money they can afford to speculate in Bitcoin with without blowing up their financial plan. Because if, if I can help them do that and it, and it allows them to scratch their itch on their own because they feel that they need to be a part of this, I'm not going to tell them they can't. But we're certainly not going to put it into client accounts here because there's literally no way to manage this. Like, like Tom said, there's no... There's no there's no form of analysis that we can use on this kind of an investment to tell you, yeah, you should own this or no, you shouldn't own this or why. Like there's there's no reasoning whatsoever. The only the only thing that people are basing their their buying and selling uh, for Bitcoin on right now is the price appreciation, and Brendan said it a number of times. You know, we're talking about Bitcoin right now, but it it honestly goes for any kind of stock or ETF or mutual fund. If you're basing your decision to to buy it just based on the price going up a lot recently that's not enough evidence in our opinion to to put your hard-earned money into that there needs to be more evidence you need to have more of a reason to buy it and put it in your allocation in your in your you account. can understand it and this is something that I'm trying to learn more about as information comes out it's it's an interesting topic and I want to be informed so we can discuss things with our clients but this isn't even something that I feel like I fully understand at this point. Uh, there's there's certainly plenty of information out there for those that are curious. But again, like Tim said, if, if you have no understanding of Bitcoin or how it came about or what its purposes may be in the future, no no thesis whatsoever other than the price is up a lot, that's never a good investment thesis, no matter what kind of uh, vehicle we're talking about. That's right. And I think if your plan uh, or reason for going into Bitcoin to, to kind of summarize what what you both have just said is if your plan is to buy it and sell it to someone at a higher price, that is not a plan. That's gambling, pure and simple. Yeah, that's the difference between trading and investing. So I think that we're we're going to see even more volatility. Like we haven't seen enough. Um, we're going to see more volatility in Bitcoin very shortly because next week. Uh, the U.S. exchanges are going to open up futures trading on Bitcoin. So part of the reason why we're seeing a lot of volatility in that that Grayscale fund is because it's now not going to be the only way uh, for U.S. investors to get into this. But, you know, when we talk about things like Bitcoin, people talk about the future and they talk about the promise. Uh, who is using Bitcoin right now. Who uses them? There was some commissioner in the European Union who said it very well. He said the people who want to use Bitcoin are people who want to evade the rules. They want to stay in the dark. Think about the people who are involved in the Bitcoin business right now. You know, who's using this as a currency? There's not too many generally accepted businesses that are using Bitcoin. They're all talking about it. But uh, there's no one is actually using it right now. So in some ways, it reminds me of in 1997 and 1998 when all of these big companies started adding .com to the end of their company name because they thought 
well, we're going to be on this thing called the internet soon, and that's going to add a massive amount of business to our bottom line. And it just never really happened. Uh, and that's an it's an interesting comparison that that I've heard before too. And I think uh, a, a thing to remember with that is that people were actually right about the internet being transformational technology. They were right. But they still lost like all of their money in the meantime because they were they were right, but they were early, and the methods that were being used to invest in the internet as technology then lots of them didn't work out. Like you know all the stocks we joke about now, like Pets.com right. for for example. Like these have become punchlines to jokes, but you know the, it's not as if they were wrong in their thesis that the internet was worthwhile technology that was going to change the world. We don't know. We don't know if Bitcoin and the blockchain is going to end up being transformational technology or not. Um, but in, in terms of whether this is an investment or just pure speculation, it's pure speculation at this point. Um, whether or not the technology works out, I have no idea. There may be uses for it that we can't even imagine right now. And, and I'm not going to sit here and, and speculate on those. Uh, but yeah, well, I, 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 I think we, we all agree that... Uh, there is going to be Bitcoin in our future, uh, probably. Um, I, I think, though, that the way this has run up in price and the just the massive speculation, the frenzy that's going on right now is out of control. Uh, what's going on? Tim, there's a, a chart that was in the Wall Street Journal. I know I tweeted it a couple of days ago. We should probably put it in the show notes about uh, just showing the parabolic uh, ascension of the price of Bitcoin compared to what housing prices did 10 and 12 years ago, what the dot-com explosion did years ago, and then they compare it to Bitcoin. And most times you read these charts from left to right, but the price for Bitcoin is just a straight line up the left, up the left side of the chart. That would be a good one to uh, link to. Yeah, and, and this is all... In keeping this all in mind, uh, it's it's human nature to see something like this and be curious, be interested, and and maybe feel like you're missing out a little bit on something. But uh, what what I would say is, if if you're talking about your neighbors, your friends, people you know, they probably don't own this either, and you're not really missing out that much. So just just remember that that's like a natural human instinct, but it, it doesn't mean that you need to act on it. It's okay to feel that way. I don't think it's okay to, to act on, on emotions like that when, when it comes to investing and hard-earned money that you know, you're most likely going to need in the future. So something else that I, I'd like to share uh, before we wrap up. Uh, in um, Bloomberg Business Week, uh, with today's date, December 8th, there's an article about the Bitcoin whales. And it turns out that uh, the author wrote that 40% of Bitcoin is held by less than 1,000 people. So this asset, I, I, I have to use air quotes when I say asset, but this Bitcoin is held by very few people. And I think it was, um, uh, well, we'll have to look up and see who said this. But basically, when, when so few people own the own the market. You are the market. Now, the thing to remember is that Bitcoin today is not a regulated security. So there's no rules like insider trading. There's going to be the risk that these insiders can collude 
and say, let's not sell until we get to a certain price, and then we're going to sell. We're going to sell all together. Uh, it's going to be rife with rumors. There's going to be stories about Bitcoin being stolen, about fraud, about theft. There's going to be a lot of things going on with Bitcoin while it remains an unregulated security. So it really is buyer beware. Right now, it's, it's a sexy topic to talk about, but uh, we have to be really careful. Our clients hire us to help them get to the end zone in terms of their retirement. So they've got money to live on in the future. We are still grasping with getting a better full understanding of Bitcoin and how it might fit in for our clients at this point. It's really, really hard for us to see any reason why we would uh, recommend a client getting involved in something like this. Yeah, I mean, if, if somebody wants to speculate on their own, like I, like I had alluded to earlier, happy to help them come up with an amount that they can afford to lose, like money they would take to, to the casino, like, and, and ex you know, put it into something like this. And with the understanding that like it could be gone tomorrow and it's no big deal in terms of their financial plan and their future. Uh, but absolutely not something that warrants or, or needs an allocation in a serious investment portfolio, because I, I don't think that's what it is at this point. Kind of tying in points that Tom and Brendan just brought up, um, just the way that this thing has skyrocketed straight up. You know, we Where was this a year ago? It was I mean, a couple hundred dollars, yeah. I think. Um, but... Something to keep in mind, we, we talk about how markets fluctuate all the time. They go up and they go down. This has gone straight up. Again, we have no idea what's going to happen in the future. It could continue to go straight up, but it could also, you know, go down. And like Tom said, it's not regulated right now, whereas markets, if, you, if there's a crash in the markets, there are circuit breakers in place to stop trading. Um, that's not the case in terms of Bitcoin right now. So... You know, you could see a significant drop in Bitcoin in one day or, you know, over the course of a week. Um, and there's not really anything in place to regulate that sort of drop or, or kind of stop it like a circuit breaker would in, in, the, in the real markets. Um, so just keep that in mind as well. You know, there's something else uh, that we'll, we'll say in closing. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this in the office is that uh, if we... If we told clients to buy Bitcoin and it goes down, we look really foolish, at, like we're taking risks. On the other hand, you know, if this thing goes straight up, well, you know, good for the clients. They, they made some money, but probably not enough to really change their lives. We're kind of in a, in a pickle, so to speak, where we can't recommend this. We, we, we're really having a hard time uh, getting the... A full understanding of this but it's one of these things where you know if you if you from the advisor side if you buy it for a client and it goes up well great the advisor thinks that um, you know the client got lucky client thinks that it was their idea uh, if it goes down the broker wears uh, or the advisor wears all the responsibility uh, that comes with that because it really is an unsuitable transaction for 99% of the investing public. So it's a it's a tough spot, not only for investors, but for advisors too. Yeah. And I think, again, the underlying feeling on all of this is driven by 
feeling like everybody is out there getting rich without you. And I, I thought, as you were saying, those numbers, uh, you know, 40% of this is owned by like a thousand people out there in the world. So like, yes, there are other people who have made very real money investing in Bitcoin, investing in air quotes, speculating in Bitcoin. And that's great for them. Uh, but it's not as if like everybody on your, your street at home has Bitcoin and they're all worth like millions of dollars now and you're, you're just some loser who like didn't do anything. They only, say, it, they only say they did. Yeah. It's, it's almost the exact opposite, in fact. Yeah. Uh, so don't, don't feel pressured into speculating in something because you feel like you're missing out. Like, I, I, that's not a reasonable way to, to make decisions. Hope this has been helpful. Yeah, it was a pretty good discussion on our feelings on Bitcoin. Hopefully you took some some good points away from it. And, you know, if you are going to speculate in Bitcoin, I would just say do your do your homework and try to fully understand as much as you can at this point what you're putting your money into. And, uh, again, hopefully you got something good out of this episode. That's going to do it for episode number 205. And we'll see you next week on episode 206. Hey, thanks for listening. Listen, I have a big favor to ask you, and it might take you 30 seconds or less, and it would mean a lot to me. If you like this podcast, please let me know, and let the team know as well. And you can do this very easily by subscribing to the podcast. It's probably the biggest favor you can do for me right now, and it's really simple. Just go over to iTunes, search for Maluli Asset, and click subscribe. Again, it'll only take a few seconds to subscribe, and if you subscribe now, it'll really help me out a lot. Thanks again.